Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska! I think it's the best show on the air ever that has been. It's weird how good it is. It's so strange. <laughs> the Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, October 13, 2022. This is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. What's up? I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 632 of the Biden-Harris administration. 25 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska. Twitter, BobSeska underscore go. And, of course, our Patreon page is BobSeskaShow.com. Oh, my God. If this is the first time you've ever listened to the show, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a big one. <laughs> The goth ninjas are both here, but one of the goth ninjas is right sitting right behind me. Shh, don't tell him. <laughs> Spicy Jody Hamilton <laughs> sitting right behind me. She is in studio, in person, yes. for the first time ever. Someone who's not Kimberly <laughs> is sitting be- lurking behind me yes. like a stalker. Yes. <laughs> We, we have such a weird setup here. Oh, and also, that's David Ferguson. We call him T-Rex. Whee! He's from Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. And, of course, Jody's from the From the Bunker podcast, uh, patreon.com slash from the bunker. Also, the Stephanie Miller show at stephaniemiller.com. Wow. This is a, uh, a huge I'm deal. I'm so jealous. I'm just insanely <laughs> jealous that I'm not there. I'm the stinky kid today, I guess. Like. <laughs> Relegated to like uh, remote audio while you guys get to hang out and yeah. like, well, braid I, each other's hair and <laughs> talk about boys and that's what we're gonna do. We're all wearing our footy pajamas right yep, now. We yeah, are. yeah. We are. Well, this is a, a huge momentous day, a momentous occasion for the show. Not only because Jody is actually here. I've been so accustomed to just talking to invisible people on the show. I sit here by myself, talk well, to her. I'm invisible to you anyway. I'm sitting right behind you and you can't even see me. That's also true. So you might as well still be in California. Hey, you know what? Just get out. Go go home. Go back to, is, the, to the refrigerator the, in the other room. The experiment has failed. Um, but you know what? Not only is Jody Hamilton here, but we have another Secret celebrity Before guest. Before we get to that, I want to do a quick game. I want <laughs> okay. each of okay. you to smell the other one and tell me what you smell. Oh no, it's very. I don't. Scary. I don't have a sense of smell. I, I have yeah. to be left out. Oh, of this I forgot. One. Yeah, you took a blow to the head or something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how insulting too. I'm going to be hurt He's by this Dewey for Cox. a long time. He's Dewey Cox. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me, David. <laughs> now, now I'm the one who feels stinky and left out. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do this. We have go. another another secret celebrity guest star 
Can we say guest star? Yeah, she's a guest. She's an extra special guest star. She really, really is. Yeah. And and so that's the first hint, David. She's a she. There you oh go. Oh, my God. Jody, yeah. is it your mom? No. Oh, my God. No, <laughs> no it's just not no. my mother. Oh, <laughs> man. Definitely. Okay, so I was no. like shooting for the moon for a second because I really was like... Holy shit. Okay. Uh, I, second, gotta, but- I have to summon our celebrity guest star into the room, our secret celebrity. Secret celebrity, please enter. Enter and sign in, please. <laughs> enter and sign in. Yes. <laughs> Come on in. Please you present your badge, your visitor's badge, to yeah. the officer at the desk. <laughs> I'll um, text her. All right. Okay. Behind <laughs> Just- Carol Burnett, because Carol Burnett is number one, it would have to be Mary Trump. No, it is not Mary. Aww. You guys are breaking my heart because each time I come up with one of these guests, I'm thinking about how fun it would be to Should do Should I a give show. him a hint? Uh, yes, you, sh- you could start out with a hint. Hi, Secret Celebrity. You can uh, pick up that microphone right there. I'm sure you're going to be able to hear David through our headphones because my headphones are ridiculously loud. This is a good hint. This is Definitely. a good hint. All right. Say, uh, say hi, Secret Celebrity. Say hi first, yeah. Hi. Okay. There's our Secret Celebrity. I guess we'll start this music up again. David, you have 10 you're, guesses. He's got eight left. Yeah. Um, so here's a hint on how... He, has, he only has eight left. When did he guess the other two? Oh, he oh, guessed your mom. And then Mary Trump. And then Mary Trump. Okay. Um. So on Halloween, you will see this one particular movie. It's Jamie Lee Curtis? Oh, no. Close. Close. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Jamie Lee Curtis. Close, Sorry, but, but now you now you've made her feel really bad because she's not <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, Carol Burnett was the first guest. Okay, <laughs> can you can you hear the other voice in our headphones? Secret celebrity? No, no, no. Okay, no. all right. So David, one more guess. You get another guess. How many guesses is that? That would be three. Okay. All right. What's your next guess, David? I need another hint. Um. Hmm. <laughs> okay, blonde. Yes, blonde hair. Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> no, another wrong guess. You have six more guesses left. Okay, you know what? I'm going to give you another hint, yeah, David. I'm going to make this easier for you, uh, so we can move this along, and they can go back in and watch the hearings, which are happening right now. People of the future, lucky you. People uh, of the future. I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make that happen, Bob. Before the next show. She. She. Okay. Here. She has been in three of the most iconic '80s movies of Generation X. Huge movie. I am just fraud. I. I. I, I don't want to hurt this person's feelings because it sounds like I should know who they you are. Should. You should. She plays Tina's a lot. Yes. And and Beth's. And She's Beth's. played several Beth's. And Tina's. <laughs> I'm coming up. Uh, it's. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> Do you guys? Are, I, I surrender. I'm gonna just okay, raise gonna, the white flag. She did a movie with I Sean feel... Penn. Have you forfeited, David? It's you Madonna. It's not no. Madonna. <laughs> no, also not Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David. You know who's here? The great, the inimitable Amanda Wiss from <gasps> Nightmare on Elm Street, from Better gasped, Off Dead. Like, Ugh. From Fast Times at, at Ridge fucking Ridgemont High. Dude, I'm so sorry your mom blew up. I was thinking they should have given you the hint. Do you mind if I take Beth out? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. All right. Well, so, yes, Amanda Wiss is here. Thank you, Amanda, for coming by. Yay. 
You're the best. Oh my gosh. Okay, you guys enjoy. Okay, go go <laughs> wait. You're not staying. I want you to tell us your favorite scene from Better Off Dead. Okay, your favorite. She wants to know your favorite scene from Better Off Dead. I think my favorite scene from Better Off Dead is my scene with John Cusack where we think we have things on our face. <laughs> I love that. Outstanding. All right. Well, oh my now, gosh. Such an honor to meet you. Um, it's an honor yeah. to meet you. It's, yeah, it's yeah. an honor to get to chat with you as well. And I hope you guys have a great um, chat. Excellent. And, and make sure to come rushing in with any breaking news yes, from please. the hearings. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's what we've invited, you know, this amazing actress to our house to give us breaking news alerts during the hearings. That's it's we, like Sigourney Weaver and what's the name of the movie? Oh, God. Where she's like, I repeat what the computer says. That's what I do. <laughs> Galaxy Quest. Yes, of course. Galaxy, yeah, Galaxy I love that. Quest. I love that movie. So, yes, the January 6th hearings are taking place right now. I believe they're talking about Roger Stone. Um, we're not going to be watching this until after. We're going to be watching it on tape delay on DVR. So that's going to be that's going to be lots of fun. <laughs> watching a news event that was happening live, but then like two and a half, uh, three hours later, we're right on top of things here in the show. And don't they know who we are? I know they should have waited. Yes, don't they know that Jody Hamilton is here with the great Amanda Wiss? <laughs> Seriously, <here>? yeah. <laughs> So Amanda and Kimberly are out in the living room watching the hearings. Me and Jody are in here uh, talking to David. And so first and foremost. It's probably just as well that it's not Jody's mom because I would be completely starstruck and tongue-tied. And yeah. I would just be like sputtering away. Like, Me. And this you is, and the thing with the cotton pony and the, and the you your dinghy's got a, yeah, oh man, Carol Brad, it's really nice to meet you. You know what? I wouldn't be functioning right now if Jody's mom were here. So, okay. Let's get into this big news from yesterday with Alex Jones finally facing some serious comeuppance and some shocking comeuppance. Yeah. I was watching these uh, proceedings happening in Connecticut live yesterday, and they started announcing the dollar figures. Yeah. And I thought I was hearing it wrong. I thought, well, this can't possibly be what they, this may be what they were asking for. That's what I started thinking. These are the numbers that the plaintiffs were asking for. The Sandy Hook families were asking. Yeah, no, it was the, the court to, Yes, no, it was gigantic. Robbie Parker, who's the father of six-year-old Emily Parker, $120 million. Wow. Oh, I have sounds for this today. There you go. <laughs> David Wheeler, father of six-year-old Benjamin Wheeler, $55 million. Francine Wheeler, mother of Benjamin Wheeler, $54 million. Jacqueline Barden, mother of seven-year-old Daniel Barden, $28.8 million. Wow. Uh, Nicole, okay, yeah. Did I say Mark Barden, father yes. of Daniel Barden? $57.6 million. Jesus. Nicole Hockley, mother of six-year-old Dylan Hockley, $73.6 million. You can imagine as I'm hearing this, like how, I think everyone was feeling this way. Like, how is no, this like even you're getting conceivable? Up to a, you start throwing around a couple extra hundred million dollars, we're talking some real money here after <laughs> yeah, a while. I know, seriously. That's like a, a tenth of an Iraq war, isn't it? Or yeah. Like- yeah, holy shit, you're exactly right. Yeah, Ian Hockley, father of Dylan Hockley, $81.6 million. <laughs> Uh, Jennifer Hensel, mother of six-year-old Aviel Richmond, $52 million. Donna Soto, mother of 27-year-old Victoria Soto. Uh, These are all six-year-olds we're talking about. This makes it even more astonishing what we're going to talk about here in a second with regard to Alex Jones's reaction. But uh, yeah, $48 million there. Carly Soto Parisi, uh, sister of Victoria Soto, $66 million. 
Jillian Soto, sister of Victoria Soto, $68.8 million. William Aldenberg, FBI agent and first responder at Sandy Hook, $90 million. Wow. Erica Lafferty, daughter of 47-year-old Sandy Hook principal Don Hoeksprung, $76 million. William Sherlock, husband of 56-year-old school psychologist Mary Sherlock, $36 million. And of course, the attorney's fees for the plaintiffs will be awarded at a later date. Oh, my God. This is such a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. for so many reasons. And one of the main reasons, did you guys see... Alex Jones's reaction video to this. Yes. He was doing his show live while they were reading the verdict and all of this. And he was being just a phenomenal a-hole. Yeah. I mean, uh, predictably, not even taking it seriously, thinking I'm going to wiggle out of this mm-hmm. because I'm filing bankruptcy. Right. So that's my escape hatch. The crazy thing about that is it's not going to fucking work. He can't get out of this. No, OJ didn't get out of it. Any, any money he, ate, he makes from now on is going to go to the victims. Yeah, former U.S. attorney or assistant U.S. attorney Richard Signorelli tweeted this yesterday. He said, these awards are not dischargeable in a personal bankruptcy no. because they're based on intentional tortious conduct. Right. Jones will be hounded for the rest of his days for payment and any efforts at hiding income slash assets could be met with contempt sanctions and get ready for this including imprisonment. Yes. And you I'm know, wondering like where his money is and if it's traceable and if they can actually find where he's hidden it all because he's got shit tons of money. You know oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, let's put this into perspective. Speaking of that, speaking of how much money uh, Alex Jones actually has. According to experts, Alex Jones and his empire of total, you know, unmitigated horseshit is worth 270 million dollars. That's his entire empire. Mm -hmm. Now, (laughs) this is fun to do. This is fun to calculate things and put things into perspective like this because it is Alex Jones and he's receiving comeuppance finally. So if Jones turned over all of his assets, all $270 million in assets, his show, his property, his businesses, future profits, all of that shit, he would still owe $745 million dollars to the families and that is before the next layer of all of this because and this made me even happier than i was after this verdict was handed down did you know that there's yet a third defamation damages trial that's going to be happening in december so all told it could end up being that at the end of all of this so you roll in okay right we're at, uh, what did I say, $965 million? Yeah, I'm getting mixed up like uh, uh, Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil. One million dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's billion. We're talking about a billion dollars. Yeah. If you add in the damages from the previous trial, which mm-hmm. I think were $45 million. Is that what like it was, that. Jody? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. Now, with regards to his reaction. Yeah. I want to urge you guys to watch last night's Alex Jones, uh, not Alex Jones, Alex, what's her name? Alex. In the nine o'clock. Alex Wagner. Wagner. Yeah. Alex Wagner show. The clip she shows of him, he's like talking and he pauses for a weird second when he's talking about people going to the website and buying supplements and stuff. Like (laughs) stop the video there and back it up. 
just a tiny bit and watch the series of expressions that cross his face <laughs> because he's trying to put on his like, well, ha, ha, I'm invincible. This means nothing to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when his face, like he's talking and for a split second, he doesn't, he loses track of himself or something and his face just collapses. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everything yeah. turns downward. Like it's a micro expression or whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. And then he like makes this like choking face, <laughs> like juts his chin out. Like he's like he can't breathe, and it's like the way. And my and I, I was like, "What do you see there, Ben?" Because I'm, you know, we do this sometimes with people when they're lying on yeah. TV. And he's like, he looks like he is like there's a like the weight of the world. Just was it was down. David? David was it this noise? <laughs> is that the noise he made? <laughs> no, he got completely yes, sort of, but it got completely quiet <laughs> for a second. Like he really like was choking. Like he couldn't yeah. breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, that yeah, was actually Alex Jones making that. That was, wasn't me yeah. making that yeah, noise. No, that was Alex Jones. You. Here, here it is in context. And tell them uh, that we're liars. <laughs> <laughs> That's for real. It's like so, feedback. Yeah, it's just it like, is. It is. <laughs> I assume his like, lawyers are going to appeal. It, yeah. Uh, that's automatically going to happen, yeah. but the chances of winning that appeal are probably... Well, they might just reduce his damages, because like when my mom won uh, against the National Enquirer, yeah. she was awarded, she was suing for $10 million, she was awarded $2 million and some change, and it ended up $200,000. She donated the money prior to getting any, mm-hmm. um, but on appeal, it was reduced to $200,000. So Yeah, yeah. But still, $100 million out of a billion is still... A, shit ton of money. Well, yeah, what I was going to say before is it could be a lot more than just a billion dollars because we have this third damages trial that's going to take place in December. So at the end of the day, we could be looking at a total of more than $2 billion. I love it. That he'll be on the hook for. Hope so. And so that's a lot of money. That, in terms of getting that number reduced through appeals, let's say they cut it in half. Yeah. Let's just say that he ends up walking away with only having to pay half of it. That's still around a billion dollars or if he wins nothing in the next damages trial still owing 500 million dollars that's still an enormous burden that i don't think any amount of you know selling uh, super vitality mail is gonna (laughs) is gonna pay that debt he is going to be pursued for this for the rest of his life. And if he's counting on the appeal to bail him out, or if he's counting on bankruptcy to bail him out, he is sadly, he is deluding himself. He's deluding his listeners, his fanboys, all the rest of it. So going back to what you were saying, David, about uh, not about the funny noise, but about uh, about the reaction to the actual verdict being handed down yesterday. Here's a little bit of Alex Jones Making things worse for himself. Donald Trump's not the only one who makes things worse for himself. Alex Jones, too. $57 million, $20 million, $50 million, $80 million, $100 million, blah, blah. You get a million. You get $100 million. You get a $50 million. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, not he funny. He has the impulse control of a border collie on crystal meth. You know, there you I go. Mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no matter how much he jokes about this or plays it down, this is an amount that I think would make even the the strongest constitutions just shit themselves. Yeah. I mean, this is basically Alex Jones crapping himself, but not letting anyone know that he's crapping himself. Let's hear it. going to be happening. Ain't no money. Oh, that, you know what? That's a key sound clip. Let's play that again. Yeah. Let's roll this back. Ain't going to be happening. Ain't no money. Ain't no money. He thinks he's going to hide his assets. 
mm-hmm. from all of this. He thinks he's going to get away with this. He believes mm-hmm. that he is invincible. Like a lot of wealthy people who are worth $270 million, you know, they've got this invincibility complex that they think, okay, well, I'm, I'm not held to the same standard as normal people, right. as, as normals, as regulars. I'm above all of that. So I don't think he feels that way. Like I, like I said, watch that clip. He's putting on the he's go he's got the clown shoes and the no, the red nose on right now, trying to pretend that this isn't bothering him. Yeah. But this has sent a harpoon through him existentially. I mean, I think he understands that. I think his lawyers are terrified single too. Nickel yeah. he makes for the rest of his life yeah. is going to come to him with a bite out of it. You know. Um, <laughs> that's right. Well, that's what he needs to be prepared for. This will linger over his head for the rest of his hopefully short life. Mm-hmm. And I'm all there for it. I'm all there for it. Yes, he's going to appeal. Yes, he's going to try to wiggle out of this. But do you want to be that guy who has faced a trial for lying about murdered six-year-olds and has been penalized for that by possibly $2 billion? Yeah. With multiple judges. Like, yeah. You can appeal like separate rulings, but right. they all came from different sets of jurisprudence that are all like yeah. backed up by each individual judge's. So what have I been saying all along? It's in the journey. Yeah. That's where the real torture happens. It's the same with Donald Trump. Eventually, Donald Trump could end up seeing the inside of a jail cell. He could end up seeing a guilty verdict in one of these cases. But you know what's also enjoyable? Watching him go through hell in the meantime. Whether he lets on publicly that he's going through hell, that's a different story. But what we have to know is that if there are Let's say, what, uh, two dozen just juggernauts bearing down, legal juggernauts bearing down on his fat ass. You don't want that. You don't want to be in that place. He's got 24 freight trains heading right to his bulbous pumpkin head. And (laughs) no one wants to be in that place. Yeah. I assure you, he would much rather be spending Save America Pack money on paintings of himself and novelty MAGA hats for Lara Trump's birthday party. I don't know if you saw that. Oy. That's a real way to say I love you. Make sure to give mm-hmm. your family members merch. <laughs> <laughs> family, yeah. bear that in mind for the Christmas season. If you're looking for gifts for people, give them your own merch. <laughs> That'll be popular. That's what I'm going to get Lonnie now. From the bunker merch. <laughs> That's right. I'm just, Great I'm going to re-gift one of Herschel Walker's illegitimate children. <laughs> there you go. Um, here's more perspective on this. I, I just, I, you got to indulge me. I'm loving this story. So I'm going to put this total figure, this dollar figure into perspective one more time. The families could forgive $65 million, or an appeals court could forgive $65 million, which, by the way, is the, I looked it up, the equivalent of the total estimated net worth of Courtney Kardashian. Wow. And Jones would still owe the families, so far, $900 million. <laughs> That's all in addition to the damages from the Texas trial in August, which was nearly $50 million. I realize you all can probably do the math in your heads, yeah. And you don't need me to say it out loud, but you got to let me have this. <laughs> Alex Jones owes the Sandy Hook families more than one billion dollars. One million dollars. No, it's billion, asshole. So meantime, uh, let's see what else here. Oh, yeah. Reactions from I wonder the- if his phone has been entered into evidence as part of all of that. 
Oh, yeah. But, you know, the trial took place already. And you know what happened in the trial in all three of these cases? I think there were four separate lawsuits. Two of them were combined. So that gives a total of three. Those trials came and went. And you know why they whizzed by so fast last year? It's because the reason the judge decided in favor of the plaintiffs was because Alex Jones's team was being uncooperative during the discovery mm-hmm. process. Right. They weren't doing anything the court was ordering them to do. So the judge found Alex, I keep wanting to say Donald Trump, the judge found Alex Jones liable by default mm-hmm. because he fucked around. He was fucking around with the judge, just like he's been doing in the damages trial. But in the most important part of this, when they determine whether there will be damages at all, he was screwing around. He deserves They've this. all been doing it. That's yeah. their whole routine. It's like when you're losing, well, let me do it in the, um, what's his name, voice? <laughs> when uh, you are losing. Oh, Sebastian Gorka. Sebastian Gorka. You are victorious. <laughs> when you are near. <laughs> yes. Oh. When you are strong, appear weak. <laughs> um, but like, that's, I mean, they all just get out there and show their ass and openly flout the law and their followers love it. Yeah. But yeah. the question is like, I mean, when do the handcuffs go on? You know? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what Donald Trump has doing, been doing with the system for years now. And, and they all think they can. The Roger Stones, the Steve Bannons, the, you know. The, yeah. Well, what they're finding out now is that the system is pushing back. Mm-hmm. And the system will continue to push back. I mean, he's got this overinflated sense of invincibility from doing his show and his popularity and the fact that people talk about him. And he believes all of that, as I was saying before, he believes all of that is going to save him. And it's totally not. I mean, here are some of the people who are defending Alex Jones. And bear in mind what we're talking about here. One more time. It bears repeating. Alex Jones has been exploiting the deaths of murdered six-year-olds, 20 of them, in order to increase his ratings, increase his downloads, increase his views on uh, YouTube or whatever platform still has him. I don't think he's on YouTube anymore. But certainly increase his profit. I I bet so much of that $270 million that he's worth came from, in part, some of the reporting he's been doing, some of the lies and, and ridiculous disinformation he's been telling about the Sandy Hook massacre, one of the worst events in American history. Something that I would put on par with 9-11. And to, sheer unjustness of it. I yeah. I mean, just the horror level yeah. is so off the charts when it's a bunch of six-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, irrespective of the context of all of this, the Sandy Hook fucking massacre. You have Charlie Kirk, whose teeny tiny chiclet brain keeps slipping out of his ear and landing on the floor. He's got to, like, spit on it and wash it off and stick it back in there. He said uh, on Twitter yesterday, he said, this isn't about calculating real damages from Alex Jones. This is about sending a message. If you upset the regime, they will destroy you completely and utterly forever. Wow. Forever. Oh, if only. Yeah. You you fucking clod. Well, it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with the regime, whatever he thinks the regime is, Joe Biden or Democratic leadership on the Hill or whatever the fuck. He believes it's doesn't it's not it's the families of these poor children yep. who were murdered in school the educators who were murdered trying to protect the children it has nothing to do with Joe Biden and the Democrats well he can paint it that way because Charlie Kirk is a moron 
He also said, if Alex Jones owes a billion dollars for saying mean things on his show. Yes, it was just mean things. He was just being mean <laughs> to the San Diego family. Like, and it didn't stop yeah. out there mm-hmm. because these people were hounded out of their homes. Yeah. Their lives have been threatened. They have been stalked yeah. and mm-hmm. harassed and impersonated. And just, it is insane. It is, you know, our own little brown shirts yeah. of America. And it's, it's a thing that they do again and again and again that nobody seems to keep quite track of mm-hmm. until it's them, you yeah. know? So, yeah. And here, meantime, here's a uh, human foosball man, JD Vance, his little, pu- <laughs> his, his little circular head, his little puffy head. Uh, Alex Jones is a far more reputable source of information than Rachel Maddow. One of them is censored by the oh, regime. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Go you know sit on a fence spike, you shithead. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> Ouch. He's another one who's using the word regime, which obviously indicates to me that they all receive the same talking points. Mm -hmm. They go out through whatever Twitter group or Facebook group or just by email, however they spread the word, however they get these talking points around. J.D. Vance clearly got the same talking points as Charlie Kirk, or maybe they came from Charlie Kirk. Who knows? But the word is regime. So they're making this all about, they want their audience, they want their fanboys to think that this was the Department of Justice that did this. They want their fanboys to think this was Merrick Garland right. and Joe Biden who did this. Not Regimers, a you're breaking our heart. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, let's see what else. Marjorie Taylor Greene said, no matter what you think of Alex Jones, all he did was speak words. Yes, that's all he did. It was just words. Don't you know? Words. You know, words that encourage someone to want to dig up the bodies of the children and then notify the parents of the children that they plan to dig up their children's bodies. Just words. Just what if words. I just said that Marjorie Taylor Greene should have both of her ears hooked up to the battery cables? You know, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying words here. Right. You yeah. know, that she should be like, you know, dropped from a helicopter or something, <laughs> you, know, you know. Just words, right? Those are just words. Yeah, of course. Yeah. What's his first name? Mike Cernovich? Is it Mike Cernovich? Am I getting that yeah. name right? I think Cernovich? So, yeah. Yeah, Cernovich says Alex Jones killed no one. He apologized for his erroneous reports. Yeah, very he, sincere of him, no, he right? No, didn't of which there weren't many. Nevertheless, in a trial where he wasn't allowed to defend himself on free speech grounds, he's now being ordered to pay hundreds of millions of dollars. Yay. Stalin's ghost has returned. (laughs) Yes, it's Stalinism. Go sit on a fence, Spike. Your your fucking idiot sign is showing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Benny Johnson. Who, oh God! How does this fucker have a career? Still? Yeah, and <laughs> he when, has been like multiply caught plagiarizing, misrepresenting the facts. I mean, mm-hmm. he's the most incompetent, you know, just like bubble-headed frat boy with like a head full of expired yogurt. Just, like, <laughs> yeah, it just like somehow keeps like bobbing up like an unflushable turd in the right-wing toilet. I mean, it's just. <laughs> God, I fucking, if I ever meet that guy, I'm seriously going to ask someone else to kick him squarely in the nuts uh, as hard as they can. Alex Jones was just ordered to pay nearly $1 billion in a second defamation trial, just like deplatforming. Oh, it's the whining. Where's no. where's the whiny music here? Where, let's see here. Yeah. Just like deplatforming, no. deplatforming. This isn't about Alex Jones. It's about silencing political enemies. No. 
The regime, here it is again, the regime yeah. is setting the precedent. Yeah, they got the talking points, you're right. Yeah, this definitely no, went like, out yesterday. I mean, I don't know who took it over from Roger Ailes after he, like, fell and cracked his head on the bathroom tile because he took too many Xanax. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah so uh, sad. Like, there's somebody who is like central talking points coordinator who faxes probably. Well, they probably have advanced to email now that Roger's gone. But yeah, <laughs> what a shame. All right, well, still it's lots like of Rich Grinnell or some shit had like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, there are many more. You can't miss uh, these reactions all circling the wagons around Alex Jones, which shows that these people are utterly fucking soulless. Passing laws to defend... Defending their God-given right to harass the parents of murdered children. children. Well, once yeah. again... Because that's what America is about. Yeah. Automatic weapons and pretending shit didn't happen. Yeah. Yes. The uh, the old adage, life begins at conception but ends at birth, I yeah. think applies very well here. Look at the Herschel Walker thing. They don't oh, yeah. fucking care. No, we, obviously we, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their closely held religious beliefs are fucking horseshit. Just negotiable. Doesn't matter if they need 51 votes in the Senate. Bye-bye of re- closely held religious beliefs. <laughs> we no, don't it's need all you. bumper stickers. It's all yeah. bumper stickers and hate. Exactly. Yeah. That's their, yeah. yeah. All right. So we uh, have so much more to talk about, including this gigantic bombshell from both the New York Times and the Washington Post. The Washington Post initially was uh, ahead of the game on this with regard to this Trump aide at Mar-a-Lago Uh, who is now on video and is now cooperating with DOJ about uh, hiding documents. We're going to get into that. And you know what? We actually have some good news on the abortion front. And weirdly enough, it's good Supreme Court news. What? Which is strange. Yeah, that's a perfect reaction, Jody. Because Alito's dead? No. Yeah, no, no. Because when I saw this story, I said the same thing. What? What? (laughs) What is this? Is this, am I reading this correctly? So we're going to talk about that uh, here in just a second, too. But if you're pissed off at cable news and other very serious political analysts these days, here's an outstanding way to support independent media, specifically this year's show. For just $5 per month, you can support our Patreon page as we guide you through the madness and chaos of our politics. But it's not just about supporting shows like this one. You're also going to get bonus content as a reward for your monthly support. So we're giving back. We're talking about exclusive access to our Shadow Docket show recorded after the end credits on our Tuesday and Thursday shows. You also get access to the Patreon app where you can download the free show and our bonus content, plus get notifications about all of it. Plus, you can join the discussion in our community of Patreon members in the comments under each episode. All that for $5 per month, just pennies per show. So don't miss out. Again, that's bobsuskashow.com. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends. And we thank you. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska! All-time favorite! 
taste of your attention Make every other moment taste void of any flavor And when you turn away it's like the sun stops shining on me So here I am in hiding cause I can't risk confiding in you This is so good. They've yeah. totally done their homework. It's so 60s yeah. in a wonderful way, like the zombies or something. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, this is Our New Autumn, which, by the way, if you if you name your band after a season, you can guarantee that you're going to be played at least once every, you know, whatever, <laughs> once every year when that season rolls around. Yeah, this song is Astral called... Astral Summer, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Uh, again, Not the One is the name of this song. Link in the description to support Our New Autumn. We're replaying a lot of songs we've already played here. You know why? Because we can. BobSeska.com slash music to submit your work to the show. Please do that. Run, don't walk to that website right now. If you're an independent recording artist or you're in a band, send me your stuff. I talked to uh, my lawyer yesterday, Bo Bowen. And his law partner, Ryan Schmidt, on the interview yeah. show, they just launched a brand new podcast called Allegedly with Bo and Ryan. It's funny. These guys are funny as fuck, and they're amazing lawyers. Take it from me. They've represented me for a long, long time. Yeah, so make sure to go and listen to the Wednesday show. And the reason I brought that up is Ryan Schmidt has his own band. He's a recording artist. He was on The Voice, believe it or not. Really? Yet another person what? I know who was on The Voice. I know two people now who have been on that show that I don't watch ever. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it was uh, Ryan Schmidt, who was on my show yesterday, and Betsy Aid from Well-Known Strangers was also a contestant on The Voice. So, yeah, I've got a weird connection to uh, a game show that I just don't watch, watch okay. ever. There you go. I, you put me on there. Is there yeah. like a cutoff for age? Or can no, you have to there be is no cutoff on the voice. It's not like a, a idol. Yeah. Plus, we need some Gen X representation up there. So go. Please please go and audition, David. That would oh, be man. awesome. Then we could turn it into a bit on the show. Mm-hmm. You could like, We could do the show with you live from behind the scenes backstage well, at Bob, the Bob, you already are one of the judges because think... your back is to me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yes, you are Uhura from Star Trek, and I am Captain Pike. Thank you very much. Do you watch The Voice, Jody? Do you know how it works? Can you explain it to us? Because I've never seen it. From what I gather. <laughs> from what I gather. They, on this strange transmission from another world. Exactly. From what I gather, because I've never watched an episode, there are four judges, mm-hmm. two of which are married to each other right now, um, and they have their backs to people singing, and when they spin around... <laughs> Um, they, the first person that spins around gets to keep them as, a, as somebody they're going to coach. Yeah. You know what? But this you is... can steal them from each other. I, I, it's very, but it's what I like creepy. about it is, well, what I like about that show versus idol is they're just listening to the singing and not looking at the person initially. It mm. sounds even more complicated than ranked choice voting. That's what it <laughs> sounds like to me. I'm like, wait a minute. God. Repeat all that again. Can you run through that again? <laughs> Basically, if you like the person's voice, you spin around really fast. Yes. And then, then the, the judges all fuck with each other. And then John Legend is one of the judges. John Legend, Blake Shelton. <laughs> <laughs> That's about the correct pronunciation of that name. Um, yeah. And what's her face from the No Doubt People? And um, God, what is it? Gwen? Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. She and Blake yeah. Shelton, I believe, are married now. Um, oh yeah. Then one other oh, God. human. There's a there girl. was like some point where they were like Blake and Blake and Gwen, Blake and Gwen. It was like their you know engagement ring pictures, and then it's like <laughs> you know 
fucking engagement party pictures and then wedding pictures and baby and it's like and then they were talking about like learning to navigate fame and privacy I'm like dude they've showed us her ultrasounds okay <laughs> like there's no more privacy you guys have monetized every single aspect of your relationship mm-hmm. I mean uh, yeah it's- well I need to start watching because you never know if there's someone else I know I have exactly. met at some point I'm just gonna lo- look for people I know on the show <laughs> Because that seems to be a thing. All right, uh, moving along here. More good news coming out of the Mar-a-Lago matter, the espionage situation with Donald Trump. There's a Trump employee. I I gathered from this, it's not someone who works as a staff member at Mar-a-Lago. It's someone who works directly for Donald Trump, like an aide. Whoa, dude. Yeah, who, you know, deals with all kinds of ex-president shit, rallies and handling Trump, bringing his hamburgers and ketchup. That's someone who doesn't want to see the inside of a jail cell. (laughs) Right. And so this Trump aide is now cooperating with the Department of Justice in this Mar-a-Lago case. And everything this aide has told the DOJ is also corroborated with the surveillance video that was turned over from Mar-a-Lago. All right, so this is enormous because... But the instructions were, after the subpoena, Trump said, hide the shit so the government doesn't get it. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what happened. There was a subpoena issued from the Department of Justice in May, and Trump ordered this guy, Walt Nauta, N-A-U-T-A. I'm assuming his last name is pronounced Nauta. It's probably different than that because that's my luck. But Walt (laughs) Nauta says that Trump ordered him to move those boxes of documents from the basement into Trump's office. Jesus. Before and after the documents were subpoenaed in May. Now, bear in mind, I have posted pictures. There have been pictures of the inside of Trump's office. There are two giant French doors right behind his desk that lead out to the just the ground yeah. floor mm-hmm. yeah. at Mar-a-Lago. Leads out, I assume, to the Lido deck or whatever the hell is out there, <laughs> out by the pool. Shuffleboard courts. Yeah, so we're not talking about, I mean, he could come up with some sort of vague excuse that at least in the basement there was a lock on the door and that it could be in a weird way defined as a skiff, even though it's not a skiff, right. not even remotely. But he could make that case. His office, on the other hand, is just wide open to Mar-a-Lago guests. Anyone could wander in there. And so he had all of these top secret documents, including all of those empty folders in his office. Yeah, all of those empty TSSEI folders. Now, as I said, it's all corroborated by the surveillance video. So they've got him dead to rights on this. Then it says here, as part of the investigation, the Department of Justice has interviewed Mr. Nauta on several occasions, according to one of the people. Those interviews started before the FBI executed a search warrant at Mar-a-Lago on August 8 and carted off more than 11,000 documents, including about 100 that bore classified markings. Mr. Nauta has answered questions but is not formally cooperating with the investigation of Mr. Trump's handling of the documents. So the other thing is, the Walt Nauta stuff comes from Maggie Haberman's reporting. I think it's Maggie Haberman's reporting of the New York Times. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. This is Haberman and Alan Fuhrer. I don't know how you say that. Fuhrer. 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 Walda. What? But yeah, that's the Walt Nauta part of this. But there might be a second aide who's cooperating. People who've been looking and comparing and contrasting both Maggie Haberman's reporting in the Times and the initial report in the Washington Post are suggesting that these are two different aides 
for Donald Trump who have come mm. forward and are talking to the DOJ. So the Washington Post story might not be about Nauda. So the New York Times says the Washington Post reported on Wednesday that Mr. Trump directed an employee who had been interviewed by the FBI to move boxes at Mar-a-Lago. It is not clear whether that employee was Mr. Nauda. So that's an important detail. And the person familiar with the matter and with Mr. Trump's orbit said it could be a different staff member. So it's probably some low-level coffee boy that we haven't heard about yet. (laughs) Don Jr.? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. My name's Eric. <laughs> and so it, it could end up being someone we don't know about, but I'm always looking for instances of uh, Stephen Miller getting himself into trouble. Right. That's always good news for me. So there it is. That's the, uh, the latest information that we have from this ongoing investigation. And, you know, there seems, still seems to be an open question about whether or not Donald Trump was confessing at his rally. I'm not going nuts when I believe that he confessed at that rally over the weekend when he said, yeah, these documents are mine, mine, mine. Mine, mine, mine. Right? You guys think that he confessed, right? That was a, he yeah. never does anything qu- in, quietly. He tells yeah. everybody everything about himself. He really had, like, even worse impulse control than Alex Jones. Yeah. In yeah. terms of, like, I mean, he, that's the, to me, the most aggravating thing is that all these prosecutors are putting together these ironclad cases. I'm like, he told you right. that he did it. Yeah. He yeah. told you that he fired James Comey to stop the Russia investigation. It is all there. You don't have to establish state of mind or whatever when he's like telling you on TV. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, here in the post reporting, it says Trump grew angry this spring after a House Oversight Committee investigation was launched, telling aides they'd, quote, screwed up the situation. Yeah, it's always someone else's fault, isn't it? Mm -hmm. The buck stops with everyone except Donald Trump. No accountability for this bastard. Uh, He also said, they're my documents, according to an aide who spoke Mm -hmm. to him. So once again, it's Daffy Duck. It's It's mine, you understand? Mine, all mine. Get back in there. Down, down, down. Go, go, go. Mine, mine, mine. I don't think he's ever really grasped what the Presidential Records Act is about. No. Like, no. No. I mean, not with all the flushing and swallowing and (laughs) shredding. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot about the swallowing. Gross. Just like, yeah. I mean, like the whole concept of like this being a, you know, highly scrutinized and historic position was just mm-hmm. like, he's just like, no, I shit on that. Um, well, uh, the ongoing thing I've been observing with this is th- that very thing, his belief in ownership that he right. believes because he walked out of the White House with these documents that they are therefore his. I've been comparing it to like a bully from second grade who would come up to you in the cafeteria and lick your sandwich and then say, that's mine now. That's what Donald Trump has done. He put his taint on these documents by pretending he declassified them and then assumes that they just belong to him because he took them and because he was president. And when he was president, the United States was his property. Yeah. He was the owner of the United States. Yeah. He was the CEO of the United States. But it was even, actually, you know what? It was more than just believing that he was the CEO. He believed that he owned the United States, that the the stuff in the White House belonged to him, Mm -hmm. even these highly sensitive documents. Because he waved his stubby fingers over them and said, Declassify. Well, even if he never even did that, it never never even occurred to him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he never did that. And even if he had, it's irrelevant. Right, right. He <laughs> just doesn't matter. Thought. And the documents that I had all declassified. You know. <laughs> hey, that was great. That was Sorry. the best Trump you've ever, ever done. 
That was brand new <laughs> and perfect. I, yeah. It's because I have heartburn right now. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. So he believes he owns this shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mentioned some good news. <laughs> well, the Supreme Court will not decide whether fetuses are persons. Wow, they're not taking that case? No. They have declined to take <laughs> up this case on appeal from an appeals court ruling. So, yeah. So, the appeals court ruling on this... Stands. Stands. That fetuses aren't persons guaranteed Good. constitutional protections. The justices turned away an appeal by a Catholic group and two women of a lower court's ruling holding that fetuses lack the proper legal standing to challenge a 2019 state law codifying the right to abortion in line with the Roe precedent. The two women who were pregnant when they were when the case was first filed sued on behalf of their fetuses and then later gave birth. Oh, wait, wait. wait. Well, you know, Chief Justice Roberts was like, uh-uh, y'all. We got well, no, no, killed here, on No, no, no. Here's but, the thing. You, need four, you only need four Supreme Court justices to vote to hear a case, which means right. there were six of them that said, no fucking way. Yeah, exactly. So in this situation— At least six of them, I mean, you know. I guess this is the final word yeah, from that's it. the United States Supreme Court, that there is no— Federal status of personhood for fetuses. Good. Good. So that's a big deal. So any sort of, I I don't know how this, I I know there's the supremacy clause. Right. Which supersedes state law. It's possible that this would then eliminate any fetal personhood laws. I hope so. I don't know that it overwrites, though, constitutional amendments at the state level, state constitutional amendments that claim fetal personhood. So there's still some question marks in this, but it's invariably positive that this super conservative Supreme Court, this Trump Supreme Court, said, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, fetuses don't get personhood in this country. I wish we knew um, Mm. what the vote tally was to not take Maybe it'll leak. Uh, they didn't rule. They usually just don't. They take a case or they don't. So you don't know who wanted to take the case and you never yeah. know who doesn't want to take a case. Yeah. Let's see mm-hmm. here. Yep. Uh, yeah. You're exactly right, Jody. It doesn't uh, certainly doesn't say here. And you said that the women that sued were pregnant and they were suing on behalf of their fetuses. So yes. where was the standing? Because they weren't going to abort these fetuses. So where, who... Well, I don't understand what the lawsuit was for. I don't get it. I guess they were trying <laughs> to say that uh, we're suing on behalf of our fetuses in order to give our fetuses constitutional rights per okay. the court. All right. So our fetuses deserve constitutional rights, and therefore by granting our fetuses constitutional rights, you'll be granting all fetuses I constitutional see. rights. I see. So that's kind of how I interpret this. I could be totally wrong. Because it's just, when you read it before, I'm like, wait, who's, where's the standing here? If you're, if you're not, <laughs> if you're not pregnant or you're, you're pregnant and you want to keep the, the pregnancy and go to term, yeah. then I don't see who's at yeah. fault, who's at risk at this point. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. There is no uh, risk, obviously, to these fetuses. Right. I just want to say the word fetus a few more times. <laughs> fetus, 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 fetus song. Fetus, 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 say it all day long. Well, I don't want to use the term baby. You know, I finally figured out what Greg Gutfeld looks like. Uh, what? If you imagine a cave troll from The Lord of the Rings. Imagine now a fetus version of a cave troll from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, good God. And that's what Greg Gutfeld looks like. One of the trolls from, not the, actually not the Lord of the Rings 
itself, but from The Hobbit. There you go. One of those three trolls that holds Bilbo Baggins captive in The Hobbit. Greg Gutfeld looks like one of those trolls, except like as a fetus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because because he's so small. Like you're Greg Gutfeld is, is S-M-O-L you're such a, like, small. You're like such a nerd that you're like doing prenatal trolls. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so if you think I'm a nerd now, uh, you should have seen the reaction, Jody's reaction and Amanda's reaction to my office space. Here. I'm in yeah, the Jody, nerd how room. Many action figures can you see? <laughs> oh my from god! Where you're currently sitting. Uh, wait, I can count. That. I, I need all my fingers and toes, and then other people's <laughs> fingers and toes. <laughs> I mean, but it's really there cool. Are. He's got a Grogu, and he's got a Mandal- uh, Mandalorian uh, helmet. He's got a ship. He's got a golem. He's got many R2D2. Oh yeah, no one said anything about the life-size golem in the corner yeah. it looks super creepy he is creepy yeah very creepy and, and then also she said grogu well grogu is also life-size yes <laughs> that is true it is a life-size version of grogu and i am so proud of every piece oh i'm going to take pictures here. of myself in here everywhere <laughs> kimberly's always like, bob it's like a museum in your office it is it's very you're Seriously, very tidy someone to take a picture of you like confronting uh uh what the golem Gollum, yeah. He's scary. <laughs> Trixie Jody's. I'll have him hold you know, my ring. Sad. Sad. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> Let's take a second break. All right, yeah, second break. <laughs> uh, you know what? You took the words right out of my mouth. Back with more show right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. Okay, we've got breaking news. Uh, by the way, this is Pasha Black from Ukraine. Yay, a song called Pasha! September's it Tale. A yeah, it's, yeah. The, uh, it's the 2021 remix of September's Tale. Link in the description to support. you got to support Pasha Black. He's still in Kiev. How is Pasha? Yeah? He seems to be doing fine. He's still in Kiev living with his parents. Yeah, they're hunkered down, uh, obviously, in the middle of all of this fucking horror show that's happening in Ukraine. So the breaking news, Jody, do you want to give us the breaking news on this? Yes, Buzzberg Bank and um, AG of Mueller, she wrote, both tweeted out the January 6th committee um, 
is, is on a recess for the moment, but multiple reports are confirming that the committee will vote publicly today to subpoena Donald John Trump for testimony. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Why am I saying it like that? Wow. That's huge. Yeah. I'll say it like Owen Wilson now. Wow. <laughs> That's like everyone can do that. Everyone can do that voice. So that is uh, gigantic. Of course, he's going to ignore it. Of course, he's going to stonewall. Of course, he's going to sue to defy oh, the subpoena. cameras, Bob. Oh, yeah. You underestimate his desperate desire for everyone's attention at once. You know what? The ratings thing. Ratings, ratings, ratings. Yeah. It's like a honey trap. That's like, a great point. Mm-hmm. Abso-fucking-lutely. He may actually submit to this subpoena. He is so hungry for attention, but he's going to, like, he doesn't understand that... The lies are all going to, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I think he will. I think he'll do it. Didn't he say, hasn't he said in the past, why haven't they called me? I want to talk. And we've all said, well, he shouldn't talk because. That's just dumb. He's just going to turn it into a show. Right. I mean, it would have to be a behind closed doors deposition, right? I don't oh, think he'd never do that. I don't think he would do that. No, he's Unless terrible in depositions. He's well, they would tape it. I mean, they're not giving anybody a pass on that. Interesting. Okay. Well, this indicates that the Jan 6 committee work continues on and on past this. Mm-hmm. So we may end up seeing another hearing before the end of the oh, year. Oh, we will. Yeah. I sincerely hope that we do. I, and I sincerely hope that we have the opportunity to see more hearings, not just for the remainder of this year, but into next year too. Mm-hmm. And guess whose hands that's in? Ours. 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 Voters. Voters determine whether or not the January 6th committee will get to continue to do its work into the next Congress. And uh, that's where so many of these things end up landing. It's all up to us. In a democracy, I guess that's the way it's supposed to work. But it's scary as fuck to know that, you know, given the status of a lot of very badly misled and suckered American voters that there could be some Republican president that gets elected in 2024 like Ron DeSantis. Now, I don't know if I've mentioned this. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the Thursday show to either of you, but I have this theory. It's I've been calling it the Fred Thompson effect. Did I talk about the Fred Thompson effect? I've heard you talk to Buzz about it. Okay, yes. So I may have mentioned this to Buzz on the Tuesday show. I know I've mentioned it to Kimberly on the after party. But Fred Thompson was like widely regarded as being the possible next Ronald Reagan for most of the early 2000s. Like, okay, well, we love his performances in his movies, and he seems like a tough guy. And so, yeah, he'd be great. He's a Republican. We'll bring him in. I bet he'll do really, really well. And they've mm-hmm. anointed him as the, you know, the heir apparent to Reagan and the Reagan legacy. And then he appears on debate stages in 2008 during that presidential primary. And everyone's like, hang on, that's the guy? That's Fred Thompson? He'd been sick. Mm -hmm. He was looking frail and gaunt and not the way he's looked in movies. And so that kind of dissuaded a lot of people. He ended up dropping out quite quickly. During Man, I really climate. thought you were going to say that Ron DeSantis was five kids in a grown-up suit. <laughs> I was like, that would explain the arms. Well, like, no, I just, but I, I, I honest to God believe that when Ron DeSantis enters the national arena, when he runs nationally outside of Florida, outside of the confines of Fox News Channel, once he's in front of Republican primary voters in Iowa and New Hampshire and in these debates... 
People are going to hear him talk. They're going to see that he's only, what, 5'7 or something like that. He looks like, we've compared him to looking like, uh, I think Cliff Schechter said he looks like a meatball. He does. I think he looks, <laughs> yeah, he's very meatball shaped with his white boots. <laughs> and people are going to hear him talk. And he's got this, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. thin, whiny mm-hmm. voice. Yeah. And he has zero charisma. I think they're expecting like Donald Trump version 2.0, but with maybe more gray matter in his head. But he doesn't have that Trump charisma. Certainly not. Right. He doesn't even have the Trump voice. And even Trump's got kind of a high whiny voice. But Ron DeSantis has a nothing voice, like a flatline nothing voice, not dynamic at all. So I believe that when Ron DeSantis enters the first debate and subsequent debates and he's doing national spots and is in the, those Klieg lights of the Republican primary, people are going to start to go, wait, this isn't the guy. I right. thought he was someone else. This is, ah, uh, no, maybe someone else. Let's, let's take a look around. I'm not necessarily saying that's going to be enough to doom him in the Republican primaries. This I'm just going to say he's going to lose a lot of support. The luster is going to be off of Ron DeSantis. Yeah. What do you say, like David? Boor, he's born to flop sweat. But yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, along those lines, Rachel Maddow was with uh, Tony Cohen wow. on what's what network? Bravo on Bravo. You know, Tony Cohen, who does all of the uh, wrap up shows after Real Housewives and all those kinds oh, of yeah, reality yeah, yeah. shows. Yeah, he did it. Okay, I know who he is. Yeah. yeah. Wait, Andy Cohen? Andy Cohen. Why did, did I go. say Tony you Cohen? Tony Cohen. Okay, Tony. It's Andy Cohen. <laughs> yeah, he say, did it after I really Saul. hate him. I don't like that guy. Yeah. He's a misogynist, but let's go. Well, he talked to Rachel Maddow and Melissa Etheridge, and to my surprise, and this was this week. To my surprise, Rachel said basically the exact same thing I've been saying about Ron DeSantis. Here's Rachel Maddow with Andy Cohen. Do you remember when Jared Kushner was working for Trump in the White House, but nobody had ever heard him speak? Yes. And then finally, like a year into it, he went and gave a press conference and he's Jared Kushner and we've never heard from him. He Uh, walks up to the microphone and he goes, Hi! <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going to happen to DeSantis. I DeSantis this character. And then he walks up to the microphone and he's like... Okay, so let's go back. We were laughing oh over this. Oh my God, this, that so. was hilarious. Yeah, okay. <laughs> let's continue here. Hi! <laughs> That's what's going to happen to DeSantis. I feel the same way with DeSantis. Wow. People think DeSantis That's is it. this character. And then he walks up to the microphone and he's like... Yeah, see, that's it. She said the same thing that I've been saying. People are going to hear his voice. So I feel a little bit vindicated yeah. by that. She just like shot his nuts off, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it's always like it's, like, it's a little bit like this. This is as close as I'm going to get to a Ron DeSantis voice. And it's just kind of flat and monotone and not very mm-hmm. dynamic. And that's it always blows me away how gay they all sound. Mm-hmm. You know? A little bit. You know what? Yeah. Ron DeSantis, a little bit. He has a little bit of that. Mr. Oops from Texas. Mr. Oops. The one that looks like Mr. a dog Oops. wearing glasses. You know, what's his name? Uh, of, uh, when he forgot about the Department of Education. Yeah, Rick, yeah. Rick Perry. Rick Perry. Rick Perry, right. Nobody's home. Nobody's <laughs> yeah. And then there's also Pastor Jeffress. Have you ever heard Pastor Jeffress talk on Fox News Channel? Oh, yeah. He no, says he, he says he, he sets off all the gaydar signals he's always talking about the lord jesus christ except he says it like this the lord jesus christ exactly (laughs) he's always talking about the lord jesus christ and the lord Lord jesus Jesus christ forgives our sins like okay all right pastor jeffress you know why he loves jesus i think we should hold out your arms hold out your arms and go because he was hung like this (laughs) 
I don't think there should be same-sex marriage. The gays should not be having butt sex with each other. Oh, my. Yeah, that's no, it. should be having it with rent boys in hotel rooms high on crystal meth like a proper pastor. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that was very similar to my, uh, my Lindsey Graham voice. Yes, Uh-oh. that was. Yeah, it was very no, similar. For, for Lindsey, you've got to get the adenoidal kind of thing where he doesn't really breathe through his nose. My name is Lindsey Graham. I had a whole plate of dog digs myself. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's something mysterious happening among conservatives, Southern conservatives. Not sure oh, what I don't it think is. Is that fucking mysterious? Uh, oh you know, God! I just wish some of these people that actually, you know, endorse the checks or whatever, and like bring them the cocaine and suck their dicks, would just come forward and be like, <laughs> yeah, you know, because because I feel like that. I mean, they're like, you know, Matt fucking Gates is living like this little Caligula going on junket, bur- marijuana junkets to Bermuda with underage girls and they're supposed to be, they're telling us that we're the groomers and weirdos. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you guys are fucking, there's nothing to your ideology. You're just shitty people yeah. mm-hmm. who hate people who aren't like you. That's right. All it is because you're fucking decadent, wasteful, greedy, hate. I mean, just it's none of the values that you claim to espouse, like mm-hmm. back the blue. Well, unless they're guarding the capital. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or like, you know, let's be protective of children unless they're a 16 year old girl from Europe who wants to stop global climate change. You know, oh, like- God. <laughs> Fuck Tucker Carlson, by the way. Yeah. Did you see him trolling uh, Greta Thunberg what yesterday? Did he do Thunberg. Now? Yeah. Thunberg. Is Thunberg. it Thunberg? Yes, yeah. Thunberg. Uh, yeah, he was just saying he was attacking her and saying that she gets a pass because of her disability and all this no, fucking horrendousness. Yeah, so do you, Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. You know, when it comes perfect. to Tucker Carlson, I've got a disability too. I can't. If I, I can't. I can't. I can't fucking be bothered. All right. <laughs> you know, I have That's a my disability. I have a post pinned on my Twitter profile page of a photo of Tucker that I want people to start using that in every single news story and blog post and tweet about Tucker Carlson. And very few people are taking me up on that. I just want to throw that. Is it in. the one where he looks like Terrence and Philip crossed with a toddler? <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> That's like exactly. That is hanging in the middle. I love that. Picture. Yes, with the little yeah. teeth. Like he's got the little like weird, creepy Nasty baby little corn teeth. Yeah, yeah the <laughs> tiny baby teeth. <laughs> Just so so creepy. Little baby teeth on a grown up is Ew. is especially creepy. Okay, speaking because of little... he's a tapeworm and he has to attach <laughs> to the wall of the small intestine. Oh, yeah, you know what? I wanted to add, too, uh, the Treasury Inspector General, the Inspector General of the Treasury Department is investigating Ron DeSantis' migrant flights. So Ron DeSantis, Good. by the way, is under investigation Good. by the Treasury Fuck Department. Him. Yes, Dude, deserves it. Fuck him. Fuck your him. fucking state. You had to go shop for asylum seekers yep. in Texas mm-hmm. to to ship them off to Martha's Vineyard like human cargo. Yep. And charge the state millions of dollars to do it. I mean, yeah. I mean, that alone should disqualify from ever holding office of anything higher than dog catcher ever again. Oh God, yeah, yeah. But like, that's going to make him a god in the Republican Party because they just love cruelty. His reasoning, remember, he said, well, the immigrants are only coming in onesies and twosies in Florida. (laughs) Yeah, but he said onesies and twosies. Onesies and twosies. Oh, man, yeah. (laughs) 
When that blood hits the water, I really want to see the the feeding frenzy around him. Yeah. When people realize that he's like, you know, half an inch tall and. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, if the white boots don't do it, I don't know what will. I'm so looking forward to that. That's going to be fun, 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 fun. <laughs> All right. So Sarah Palin seems to acknowledge that Putin is dangerous. Well, because she he can see her house. From yes, his house. So she, Jody, she he did she the caught him out in the yard last week. <laughs> you know, like. she she did the exact same thing that she did in 2008 oh, about no, keeping up. keeping Putin in check because she's in Alaska up there. So they're they're on the front lines keeping with the first responders, she says here. Here's uh Oh my god, let's roll the clip, shall yeah, we? Yeah, this is Sarah oh Palin god. talking about little nukes and Alaska keeping an eye on Putin. This is Fox and Friends. And so now the worry is he's gonna resort to some sort of little nuke. But in the world, there's no such thing as a little little nuke. Little. That's right. That's why we need to keep our eye on Putin, right? That's why uh Alaska, our strategic location that we are in the military oh force that is there, they are on top of everything. Our guys are our guys. Uh, making sure that, uh, you know, we're, we're keeping him in check. The first dude is there with his snow machine. Well, keeping he's not her first okay, dude anymore. Oh, that's right. Hold up. Mm. There is, okay, there is a thing in Alaska called a dew station, a distant early warning station. Yeah. And those are the furthest outposts of, like, on the ground, western eyes. That is and true. That is true, but that's not Alaska's but, responsibility. That's right. a federal responsibility. No, that's <laughs> a federal installation, but I just am saying She makes that, it sound like, as if she is there yeah. herself with a pair right. of binoculars. With yeah. a shotgun across her lap. Yeah. Her, yeah. <laughs> right. All right, let's continue here. Everything our guys are uh, making sure that, uh, you know, we're, we're keeping him in check and... Um, Putin and his his guys trying to get in our airspace. But you know what, David? She could have actually said early warning system. Like we have right. a base no, here. No, it's true. Like I mean, they should cut. They should actually call out the military personnel who are doing that and say thank you. But you know, yeah. But she doesn't have to be Democrats or something or black. She or, said, my know. guys are doing our guys yeah. like our guys, like, our guys are I, doing with their snow machines yeah. up there in the There's Wasilla, you know, <laughs> I mean, I question whether she even knows about the early warning system. I would hope as the next governor. Yeah. She just thinks, <laughs> well, because Siberia is right there. Oh, God. Him in check. And um Putin and his his guys trying to get in our airspace and everything else. It's, it's our responders who are out there shooing them away what? and letting the rest of the nation know that, uh, you know, in some respects, they're up to no good. We have to keep an eye on them. Right. Interesting. So a Republican. She, uh, she hasn't gotten the memo. On Fox News Channel is saying that we need to keep an eye on Vladimir Putin. That's Shocking. Yeah. Shooing him away like he's a buffalo or a <laughs> moose that got off course, you know. Oh, you know, yeah. I just, their fucking phony accent. Like, I know people from Alaska. They talk like us. They talk like normal people. That is like a corned up, like, Minnesota, like, Fargo, like, put on, yeah. folksy garbage. I mean, anyway. Yeah, well, obviously, Tucker Carlson was down the hall screaming this. Shut up. Hey, Shut the he, hell up. When he heard Chuck Carl's... Er, you know Shut I love up. this so Shut much. Up. Yeah. Shut up! Shut up! Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't criticize... It's so cathartic. <laughs> One more time. One more time for me, Bob. Don't criticize Vladimir Putin. Shut up. Hey. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Yeah, yeah. 
So here, here, <laughs> here's an example of the accent you're talking about. For some reason, she believes the word deal mm-hmm. is pronounced dill. dill. A big darn dill. I, I don't know. I don't. She also said this. I'm just going to play this randomly. Petty, punk ass little thuggery stuff that's been going on. Thuggery stuff. But see, I don't think she knows what's coming out of her mouth half the time. I agree. Hears no. wildly, yeah, like from word to word, like Trump does. And I really feel like she was like the beginning of the cognitive breakdown mm-hmm. of the people who, like, you know, like they're like dumb and proud, and they're like, you know, she makes sense to me. She tells yeah. it like it is, and it's just like a bunch of like stupid coded buzzwords mm-hmm. in a certain pattern, and it doesn't matter like whether the syntax is off. Yeah, yeah. There was some sycophant at some point during the 2008 campaign who said to Sarah Palin, hey, you know what? When you speak off the cuff, you're great. Mm -hmm. You're entertaining. Please keep going off script. Go off prompter all you want. And she took that seriously for some reason and felt because of that compliment from someone who was merely trying to kiss her ass. And this is just my theory Mm -hmm. from someone who was trying to kiss her ass. So that's why she feels entitled to go off prompter and say stupid shit like petty punk ass little thuggery stuff that's been going on. She's like nailed it. Thuggery stuff. That's going to become uh, a thing just, now. Sounds like she's like in line at the drive through <laughs> at Starbucks. Yeah. You know, and they got her white chocolate mocha wrong. Oh, yeah. And, you know, yeah. she's just going off. Uh-huh. They won't let her back her car up because the next person in line is pulled up to the window and she wants to back up and scream, at the, you know, like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Well, she didn't get the memo, as you said. Uh, that you're supposed to support Vladimir Putin right. if you're a Republican. You're supposed to be into that, and you're supposed to call <sighs> Democrats warmongers. Right, that's and the new one. Warhawks. It's like those uh, Tulsi Gabbard supporters at that AOC town hall. Oh God, that fucking shithead! She's like, I'm leaving the Democratic Party. I'm like, girl, where you been? We knew that. We knew that years ago. <laughs> Cynical cash. Hillary trap. Clinton called you out as a Russian asset. So I did Kamala in, Harris. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. as I said on Fugelsang's show last night, this is one of those situations where she's like, oh, my God, you mean there's actual cash flow in the Republican side of things yeah. on this? There are actually financiers who are giving people like me money to say these ridiculous things? Sign me up. Yep. And that's exactly what she did. This is a career move. Yeah. This is, oh, oh, that's mm. right. I, you know what? I can make a lot of money by going on Fox News Channel and saying stupid shit. And I know where the money's coming from probably Russia, uh, but also Sheldon Adelson, Koch brothers, go down the list of wealthy right-wing financiers, names you've probably never heard of too, dark money groups, and so on. That's why Tulsi Gabbard has abandoned the Democratic Party. On the Democratic side, and David, you and I especially, and Cliff Schechter on top of that, for years, have no, been- No, we've lo- been calling her like Tootsie Gobshites. Well, yeah, yeah but, but we've, been, we've been lamenting the fact that on the Democratic side, we don't have a financial apparatus right. like that supporting liberal right. politics. Right. There's a little bit of it circulating around, but the it's that's, the, that's what we talk about, the George Soros checks facetiously, right. as if it's a myth, because it is a myth. Right. No one's seen any of that money. I have God. not. I'm, I'm. He owes me, man. The things we could do with a marketing budget, we could get, we could bring you fucking spicy Jody hot sauce. <laughs> Ooh, I like that idea. Yeah, Bob but, and Kimberly sexy refrigerator magnets. Well, we, I mean, here's a great example of the disparity between the left and the right as far as financing goes. There is a fucking CPAC event 
almost every month. Yeah. There's only one net roots every year. Right. I don't know of anything that's the equivalent of CPAC and these TPUSA events that they have seemingly every week. It's not happening on the left. And it's because of a complete lack of financing. And it's financing now that Tulsi Gabbard would be... (laughs) Tulsi Gabbard's going to be sucking off that teat for a long, long time. So get ready. So we all need to sue Herschel Walker for $10,000 for aiding a Texas woman in getting an abortion. That's and right. we all get the money and put it in a pool and get rich. I like that. Bye, folks. Okay, yes, we're, we're, we're running past the theme music, but take care, <laughs> folks. Uh, Shatter Docket's coming up next. BobSuskaShow.com. See you over there, folks. Bye-bye. I think I've done it again, and I know that I do this to myself. I go overboard with all the fantasizing, and now I've decided on you. Moments I can get a taste of your attention Make every other moment taste a void of any flavor And when you turn away it's like the sun stops shining on me So here I am in hiding cause I can't risk confiding in you It's easier behind this petty masquerade mask That does a shoddy job of covering the truth Will I ever love again? Have I ever really loved at all? Maybe what I fool myself in love is just repression, fear of loss, and a sense of misplaced trust. Either way, I'm crazy about you, but every step I take feels like a step in the wrong direction. I want you to live your best life, be your best self, and come home to me. I can't risk confiding in you It's easier behind this petty masquerade mask That does a shoddy job of covering the truth Don't think I'm ready for a new love Can't seem to get it right And I'm afraid of losing you, love But you are never mine Not the one
stuff that's been going on. 